All right, here I go. Uh, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. It's been a while. I've been congested. Couldn't breathe. Might sound congested, but uh, I'm doing something different today. I'm going to do a movie commentary. Uh, since, you know, the co-host with the most is, uh, you know, he got his life. I got mine, but uh, I still want to continue this. This is something I wanted to do for a long time. So I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm about to play the first film I'm going to comment, do commentary on. I'm going to do commentary on Alex Porias' 1994 film, The Crow, starring the late, great Brandon Lee. And, well, I got uh, quite a bit of knowledge on this flick. Um, this is, I'd have to say, someone asked me, oh, what's, what's your favorite uh, movie, Mike, of all time? I'm I'm going with this film, The Crow. Uh, it uh, blew me away uh, the first time I had seen it, and um, damn, I was it was in 1994, so I was wow, in like seventh grade, middle school. Uh, here we go, October 30th, Devil's Night opening sequence. You got the you're in the uh, POV of uh, the crow flying over. A city that's torched because it's devil's night um but this movie exceeded all my expectations as i was saying um and all this opening sequence right here uh the flying it's they're all, it's all miniatures uh, i forgot how they did the fire uh they added that somehow but this is it's all models and it's pretty pretty damn cool how they did that um but yeah, this movie exceeded all my expectations when it came out because at the time I was a huge, still am, big Bruce Lee fan. And of course, Brandon Lee, this is the film Brandon Lee. Um, pretty much uh, there was an accident and he died. And I don't want to say someone killed him, but yeah, he didn't get killed. But a prop accident, but maybe I'll get into that later. Uh, but yeah, this movie uh, like changed my... Um, views my the way I look at films. That was in junior high too. How old am I, was I in junior high? Like eleven, twelve. But I couldn't watch this film in in theater. Uh, the R rating couldn't watch, so I had to wait till it came out on VHS and I rented it. Oh, there we go. If you have not seen this movie, don't listen to this commentary, or you could watch this commentary with it. But yeah, here we go. Ernie Hudson is uh the the cop in this movie who uh ernie hudson from the ghostbusters winston y'all know who he is and uh right here uh they showed our protagonist eric draven dead on the ground thrown out of building and i love that line who the fuck gets married on halloween yeah uh that's not happening in this movie if you do get married on halloween awesome but uh wow this like this whole movie i'm already like into it already just started i've seen this about a hundred times but yeah it's, this is a i guess a revenge movie most people call it but i call it a love story uh in a nutshell a dude comes back from the dead to avenge his death and his fiance's death the day before uh they were to get married and then we got this little girl sarah coming out here but they just threw it in, uh, in the book. It's based after a comic book. 
if any of you didn't know. I didn't know that till after I had watched it and then got all into it and started learning about it. And back then, we didn't have the internet in 1994. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, m- movie is just... Uh, oh, man. I mean, yeah, there, there was a tragedy on it. A horrible, horrible tragedy. But uh, I believe I know where it happened. They do not show it. They do not put it in. But I've read many things on around the area what scene it was and even who pulled the trigger i mean i know an actor pulled the trigger and yeah yeah they got this little girl sarah's little skater chick that uh shelly webster who's just got thrown into an ambulance uh the little girl sarah she's i i have read the book i do own the book on um, the graphic novel but her name's sherry in the graphic novel and she does not have a big part like this so it's a it's a little different from the graphic novel just like all comic book movies are but i would say the tone is pretty similar and brandon lee's performance in this his last performance on film is pretty freaking dead on from in the in the book he did a hell a hell of a job if you read the book and there's a crow oh one year later what's going on here they're in a some the crow's in a cemetery like I said, if you have not seen this, you know what happens. And it was going down. Like I said, this is all miniatures. It's crazy how, how they did this. But back then, there was no, you know, hardly any uh, CGI. Like now, everything's freaking CGs. That's why um, the incident, uh, the accident when Bradley got shot, they were using some crazy... Uh, like props, like bullets that weren't really bullets, but yeah, that's a long story. One got lodged in the barrel of the gun, and when all they would do the the prop uh bullet or cartridge, it would just shoot out that flare from the gun. Be- now that's all CG. All that little flares you see from guns being shot—that's all CGI now. But with this, they use a real one that just ignites the. Forget the name of that damn little thing that does it in a bullet. We all know what I mean. Y'all seen a gun shoot. And uh that propelled uh something that was stuck in the barrel of the gun and it got Brandon Lee. I believe it was in the back or right in his midsection, either through the back or, or through his uh, front. I can't remember. And it's raining over here, the city. I, I don't know what city this is supposed to take place in. Oh, that hot dog looks good. I haven't eaten. I'm hungry. And you know, we usually eat during these, but not today. I wanted to watch this. And yes, I'm doing this solo today because A, uh, availability of others, and B, this is my favorite movie. I want to talk about it because I think I could go, what, the whole hour and some change talking about it. I think I could do it. It's about an hour and 41 minutes, and I'm about seven minutes into it but this is all like uh the crazy thing about this movie is the color palette uh they stayed away from like i believe greens and blues uh they stayed it stayed dark when you watch it's a very dark movie like the setting the background it's not really no daytime i mean it rains all the time there so it's cloudy that's the way they intentionally did it though this is probably the only scene with some bright colors in it because it's a little hot dog stand oh introduce the villains these guys are badass t 
T-Bird and his gang. Now these, I think the other thing about this movie is that oh no, I'm all bashing crap up, was that I thought, you know, I was a kid, so I thought these dudes were real. I thought these were real guys, but they're just great actors. That's all it was. Oh, back to the cemetery. Oh, there's a crow. Even though they didn't use crows in the movie, they used ravens because ravens are easier to train. Oh, some the the ground is moving, the dirt's moving. Gee, yeah, we all know he's coming back from the dead. He's just pushing open his casket, and there it is. That's an interesting shot. And there's, I Brandon Lee was. I think he only had a few more days left on this filming this. And, well, there he is. He's back and laying there and figuring out why the hell am I back from the dead. That's a badass car, though. T-Bird's car. But anyways, uh, I was also going to, what was I saying? I wasn't talking about them. Damn, see, the scenes jump back and forth. And I don't want to talk about each one. I'm not going to pause it. I'll figure it out later. Well, there's uh, the crow flying towards Brandon Lee. Eric Draven. I'll, I'll just call him Eric Draven. And then now he's walking. It kind of looks like to me like he's learning how to walk because he just came back stumbling in the rain. I mean, Brandon Lee was only 28 years old when he passed away. And this movie would have catapulted him. I had seen Kung Fu, the movie, which he plays the son of uh, David Carradine's char character. I seen that movie with Brandon Lee. Funny, I think Bruce Lee was actually, that was Bruce Lee's idea, and he was supposed to play the character of Kane. So that would have been a trip to see Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee on screen playing a father-son. But, and then I saw, I seen Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee, another 90s action flick, and then I also watched Showdown Little Tokyo with Brandon Lee. And then I I know he had Laser Mission, but I never watched Laser Mission. And now the the crow and oh that's a big ass hot dog. I'm yeah I'm hungry. Uh, kaboom! Oh big explosion! There it is. That that was real. No 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 CGI here. But damn, look at that! It's always raining, wet, dark. And there, there's a uh, Eric Draven. Tracing his steps, going back uh, home, trying to figure shit out, following this crow. Yeah, Bradley, he was ripped in this movie. Yeah, he was, he, he got ripped. Oh, and this, what, this rooftop, they, yes, they did build. I heard it was pretty long, too, because they, they use it quite, quite a few times in this movie. Oh, there it is. He's going back home. Trying to figure out why am I here. He can barely walk down steps. Great acting. And the comic book, by the way, is black and white. And I heard that they wanted to do this film in black and white, but I don't know what happened. Uh, memory does not serve me right now. And now we're in Eric Draven's point of view. Oh, crime scene, do not enter. That tape's still up after a year, really. Like, no one's moved in. They just left it one year later, and shit's all still the same. Well, it's kind of like in the hood, so, yeah, I can see uh, why. Oh, Eric Draven enters his old apartment. 
Is his little cat still alive after a year? Wow. Well, that's a, that's a survivor. Oh, oh, then you get the flashbacks and like this red, crazy color. Oh, Eric Draven drops to his knees. Uh-oh, flashback. The bad guys come in, grab his girl. Yeah, they violated her. They don't show it, but it, it it's it's implied. They beat her. They all, you know, took turns violating her. Ugh. And then, you know, he's getting all these flashbacks as he touched the, his little cat. His cat was there. And all these dudes. What, the four guys? Oh, fun boy Tintin, Skank, and T-Bird going in there. Uh-oh, Eric Draven survived. Arrives up. Nope. He took a knife. Went down. But this is uh, the scene there. This is this is done very well. He's getting all these flashbacks. Feeling the pain. And I, I think it's right here where he got shot. And it, it, it's happened during the filming of this scene. Because when you watch this scene, it, they show a lot of... Uh, Eric Draven's back, not his face, because I don't, I'm not sure if they completed that scene, but his stunt double had to take over. So if you're watching the scene, they don't show Brandon Lee's face. Oh, he just hung out the window, the broken glass, cut up with his hands, and then he sees his hands heal. And CGI is, isn't as good as it was. Oh, that's this is so cool, The this, this gang there. Swallowing their bullets with alcohol, using alcohol to swallow them, and it's so fucking cool how they did that. That's so cool. They're swallowing bullets. That's a badass thing. I haven't seen that since this movie. You know, drinking, swallowing their bullets, and trying to one up each other. But uh, as I was saying, yeah, Bradley's stunt double did some stuff, and his stunt double on this movie, one of them. I believe him, that was probably his back we had just seen is the director of the John Wick uh, movies. Should I forget his name? But yeah, he was a stunt double for Brandon Lee. They were friends, doubled him, and now that guy's big director. Oh, this is cool. They're in the bar. Oh, they're all holding a little Mexican standoff right here. These crazy fucking villains. They're all buddies, but they put guns to each other's head and to their heads and knifed to the throat and Man, I don't give a shit. I mean, these are, these guys are great actors. I haven't really seen any of them in much of anything. But yeah, this this movie uh, changed the game too because of the soundtrack. I don't know if you ever like pay attention to the soundtrack. And I say soundtrack because right now one of the best songs ever is going to play. And here we go. Here's Eric Draven sitting there. Remembering all the bad shit that happened, and of course the love of his life. He's remembering the good times and bad times. Like he touches stuff, and like he gets these memories. And there's a mask there with. I don't even know what kind of damn mask it is. Looks like you know that's where he gets inspiration to put the crow makeup. Oh, he's found some pictures of him and his chick. Oh man, all the memories coming back. All flashbacks are in this red like filter it's pretty cool yeah Bradley's cut up yeah he has his hair long and well not too long like I would say Heath Ledger Joker length and then 
I'll get into that later. But all these flashbacks, of course, you want to feel for the character. And man, it's this is get it. This is this is the scene where he turns into the crow, where he puts the costume on. You know, we all wait for that in every comic book superhero movie. Well, the crow's not a superhero, but he just comes back for himself and gets the fuck out of dodge. Here we go. Boom, punches the glass. And then there's a CG Bradley's face on the glass. And the song, the music playing is, the title of the song is called Burn. And the band that did it is The Cure. And this, they made this song specifically for this film. I love the song. And The Cure's a great band. And uh, they, I read it. Uh, and they, I read an interview that they ask the people ask, "Hey, play the song from the Crow, play Burn," and they all kind of play dumb the band. They says, "We didn't we do that for a movie? They they've never played it live. They don't. It was made for this movie, and that was that. They never. I don't. I, from my knowledge, they never played it again. And there it is. Is a Crow. He's in full costume, pre- simple, just all black, and he didn't even tie his shoelaces. I mean, he's." He knows he's invincible now because from the glass when he cut his hands and he healed. And he knows it's time to go kick some ass and find these bastards that ruined his life. This is a, That's a cool shot. And that's a miniature. I don't, that's, freak, that's old school uh, special effect techniques. And now, where are we at? We are at Gideon's Pawn Shop. This guy's hilarious. Do we have Tintin? The villain with the with the knives. He's there. Pawning some shit. I mean, you could tell they're just a, this is just a bad uh, city, a bad neighborhood. But this is great acting. But yeah, like I said, the the soundtrack that I wanted to get to that song is insanely good. If you get check out the Crow soundtrack, it they say that uh, they uh, critics and people who enjoyed this movie and fans they uh it said that this film brought in like the goth culture because it's so dark and i i guess all the cathedrals cemetery oh this is a great song too right here i believe this is nine inch nails right here this is uh oh damn it I can't remember the name. I I knew, I have this soundtrack. Ah, why can't I remember the name of the song? But anyways, and they like I said, they built this rooftop, and there goes the crow running on the rooftop, and it's wet. So this has got to be a stunt guy. I or Brian. I mean, you gotta be careful. You eat shit and fall, and it's pretty cool how they how they did this shot. I mean, yeah, that's gotta be a double, cause God. He needs to fall. And the crow, he doesn't have really... His only power is he could heal. He's not like Wolverine. He doesn't have claws. He's not like Batman. He doesn't have no fighting skills. This guy was a rocker. And he comes back from the dead. So he's invincible. But in the comic book, uh, the way he is killed and stuff, it's it's totally different. Him and his fiance, they die a different way. There are enough similarities in the comic book and this uh, film. 
Like this scene right here, there's Tintin, the man with the trench coat. This movie actually started uh, the whole trench coat thing. Like the Matrix, come on. The crow did it first. Stop it. Everything. Oh, look, Eric Draven just jumps off a building, falls on his back, and just laughs like, oh, that tickled. Because he knows, he knows. And we got Tintin here, the man with the knives and the trench coat. Nice black trench coat, too. Uh-oh, here we go. They're in the alley. Eric Draven sees him because the, the crow that flies near him, Eric Draven, is like his other set of eyes. So he's spotted, hey, this is one of the guys that killed you and your girl. Halloween ain't till manana. That's a great line. It's a great line. And it's like some guy just walking up to you in the middle of the night. Fucking clown makeup on. Yeah, you're he's, you're probably gonna think he wants to kill you. I read too that this actor right here that that played Tintin, uh, Lawrence Mason. That he's a black guy, and the the funny thing about it is he was afraid of water because there's a little puddle that they fought in, and he was scared to find this little puddle, like not even. Uh, it might have been an inch deep, half an inch deep. Like it, it's it's it was funny. He said he was scared to do that scene. I heard the other throwing blows right now. Eric Draven just taking the punches. And now he's explaining to him why I'm, this is why I'm kicking your ass in the alley. This is a very good scene. Very great act, great acting too. Wow. Then you can even, I, I had to be cold as hell because you could see their breath. And they ain't going to spend money to do CGI on that. It wasn't even developed. Oh, you just got slapped by the crow. Oh, you just spit on. But yeah, this is all. This is a simple '90s action movie, revenge movie. There was a lot of revenge movies in the '90s, actually. Oh, the the crow, Eric James getting beat with the pipe. He just found on the floor right now. Oh, this is a great alley scene though. It's shot really well. The color. Lighting's very, very good. Uh-oh, Tintin took out his knives right now. This is the man with the knives. And he never misses with his knives. Well, I guess until today. He's loving up. He throws. Nope, miss. Uh-oh. That's not good. Throws another one. Oh. Damn. Eric Javen blocks it. Oh, this is cool. Old school uh, editing. <laughs> Eric Jimmy catches it, throws it back at him. Love it. Victims, aren't we all? Great line. Now where are we at? Where are we at? Oh yeah, the oh hangman's job, what was it? There was a picture of a band and Eric Draven, I'm assuming was the lead guy. He's a guitar player, he's a musician. That's why I said he's not like Batman. He doesn't know how to fight. You know, he's just a mortal, but He's just a guitar player. You know, that'd be kind of weird. You come back from the dead and you can barely walk. And then all of a sudden you know how to, you know, do martial arts and kick everyone's ass. I think it might be like that in the, in the future books, but comic books. But in the first graphic novel, he's just out on a mission, just kicking ass and taking names like no, no, no skill, just off fury. And, um, you uh, you see it in, in the in the illustrations and uh, now we're meeting some more of the villains. Oh, you got the Candyman right here. I don't even know what his uh his uh name is in the movie. We just all know him as the the 
the the Candyman, you know, you know what movie? Uh, Tony Todd Grange. Oh, there he is. I just said right now. Finally caught it. And then we go. He's going to meet the big, big boss, T Bird. T Bird's one of the four guys that. Oh, then you see some naked booty right here in in, in the shower. Oh, then she has a big ass tattoo on her back. I don't know what that's supposed to represent. But yeah, I'm in junior high and I see that. Oh, God. Then you got the top dollar. The head honcho that runs everything. All the gangs, all these explosions, all these killings. Majority of it's on his call. And this, he's a he's a badass actor, this guy. I've actually seen him on um, Michael Wincott. I actually saw him on uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. He just got a cool voice. He has a cool voice. I can't really do it. I don't know if it's his natural voice, but he's a badass. And I was just learning about these two villains, because, you know, you got to. For the future. Oh, this... I forget her name. Oh, there's a there's some chick naked on the bed. Oh, he flips over. Oh, you see some side boob. Oh, I think she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. I think they both banged her. And they, she ended up, I don't know if the sex was that hard that she died, or they just killed her afterwards. And then this uh, top dollar, this is actually his half-sister, so they say. Uh, Byling is Maisia, Maisia, I can't even pronounce that. Or Micah, maybe? She's on love with eyes. She kind of shows that she's going to rip out that dead chick's eye that they just slept with. Yeah, it was half-sister. Go figure that out. Then we got Sarah here skating. Uh, Yeah, they threw her in here for more story story i actually met the actress that that plays her at a convention uh, in fresno rochelle davis got her autograph to get a picture with her years ago she goes to see her mom and her mom's oh sarah's there the character watching the movie to see her mom and her mom's all up on some dude at some bar that her mom works at she's all up on fun boy but yeah, this is a just a scene to show the relationship between mother and daughter. And her mom's a bingo sutia. Who knows? Let me see here. Then we go back to Gideon back to Gideon's pawn shop. That's where Tintin just was. I mentioned Gideon's earlier. And well Tintin's no more. We all know that because we saw Eric Draven. This shows that Derek Draven pretty much stabbed him to death. Oh, there's Gideon. That's hilarious who plays Gideon. Piss off her clothes. John Polito. He's been in a, a bunch of stuff. He's a funny guy. Kind of looks like Mario from Mario Brothers. But he's got a a hilarious mouth. Oh, that's a good shot right there. Eric Draven coming up to the pond window. He's telling him to get the fuck out. Oh, Greg's window. Motherfucker. And the crow flies in. And he's quoting Edgar Allan Poe. The comic book does have a lot of poetry in it. The comic book uh, is on a, a whole nother a level. It's not your typical run-of-the-mill book. It, there's a, there was a lot of passion uh, put into it. Um, I, I got one of the later prints, so there was a lot. They added a lot more. The, the original didn't have nowhere as much. Oh, Gideon shoots Eric Draven. What the fuck? 
Stolen. Okay. Oh, his wound heals. Shit on me. Shit on me. I love that line. I love that line. Boom. Eric Draven just throws him across right now. That, that was cool. And Eric Draven somehow dodges it. A hit with the bat. Boom. This is in the book right here. Boom. Breaks the counter into glass. He's out of pawn shop. There's a bunch of knives there. And stabs. Uh, Eric Draven stabs Gideon's hand with a knife. And he's like stuck there to the table. That does happen in the book. He's on a mission looking for uh, an engagement ring. Oh, there's Tintin with all his knives just stabbing his chest. And if you notice, he doesn't have his leather jacket on. Someone else had his leather jacket on. And then, of course, we got the cops here. Uh, Ernie, Hudson, uh, Ernie Hudson's character, Sergeant Albright. And then we have Torres, another uh, detective on the on the scene. You can tell they butt heads. Oh, and there's a... There's a giant uh, crow drawn out in blood. Kind of like his, uh, like Zorro leaves a Z. Same thing with the crow. The crow leaves a little, a crow. Well, that one, he took his time there. They made a big one. Now he's tearing up the pawn shop looking for a ring. But it's crazy how Brandon Lee, like he's such a great actor. Kind of forget it's. Brandon Lee in this in this film it's so it's so good like I said this is a drama like I said this is a drama this is a love story so fellas if your lady wants to watch a, a romantic love story have her watch The Crow the dude comes back from the dead to you know avenge his his woman and herself like how many guys would come back from the dead to do that I, I don't know I don't I haven't met one well I hope I never do Oh, like they're showing him. He found the ring. They're showing when he's proposed to her. Get on Halloween, married on Halloween though. That's that's pretty gnarly. But yeah, then this one they bust into the apartment, like kind of explained earlier, and took advantage of his fiance and killed Eric Draven. But in the book, it's a car. The car breaks down, and uh, the gangster guys, the villains, pull over. And, uh, yeah, that's where it happens. Oh, now Eric Draven wants to know where everyone's at. And Gideon's spilling the beans. And then we have Eric Draven with the shotgun. And what's, oh, he's breaking everything. Very, very good. I mean, he's going to go after Fun Boy, looks like, next. But yeah, this this does happen also in the book. Um, this whole pawn shop thing, very 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 similar. But the one thing about the crow, which which is funny, how I mentioned like his hair is like Heath Ledger's the length in the Dark Knight. You know, Heath Ledger didn't die during the Dark Knight. He died filming the imaginary Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. But everyone compares it to this movie because they both have this like clown makeup on, the long hair. They both died young. Oh, and then... Oh, wait. Eric Draven takes a guitar, but... But yeah, it's a... Oh, is that gasoline? I smell. Love that line. 
but yeah that's the comparison they make and there's another scene that'll come up later that i'll talk about oh and he fires his shotgun and he filled with rings and they made him shoot out and it, the gasoline he poured all over the pawn shop blows up i don't know if that could even happen in real life but this is a comic book movie this is that guy comes back from the dead so let's not to be too picky Uh oh there goes fun boy and sarah's mom her mom's name is darla Looks like they're going upstairs to have some fun with fun boy. Oh, and then Derek Draven walking around. Oh, Officer Albright, Ernie Hudson. Finally encounters Eric Draven for the first time. You see a guy on makeup, clown makeup, middle of the night walking around from a burning building. Yeah, you're going to draw your gun out. Damn. I remember seeing that. On a commercial for this long time ago. This scene. And he remembers. Ah, damn it. I, why do I feel like this movie was supposed to take place in Detroit? But I don't think so. I think there's a... They never say. I don't think they say. No, Eric Draven's telling him, Hey, this is who I am. You remember me and my girl? Like, you know what happened, right? Oh, it does take the place in Detroit. In Devil's Night. No year. It's just a fictional Detroit because it doesn't say the state. Oh, there he is. He's explaining. He's explaining to Officer Albright. Oh, look. Check out my trench coat. I killed Tintin. I took his coat because it's nice. But the reason why... um, Oh, there's James O'Barr, the creator of the comic book, looting the, the pawn shop. He grabbed a TV. One of those big fat TVs that no one has anymore. Maybe some of you do. I don't know. But I actually met James Obar also at the convention. Uh, I spoke to him a little bit. He autographed my book and my DVDs and drew a little halo over Brandon Lee. But, uh, yeah, the the trench coat, it they wanted something cool to, like, resemble a cape, like Batman. And the trench coat, it, it worked. It, it worked. Everyone does it now. And French coat's the cool thing in movies to be like the badass. Everyone's got one now. But that, that's why they put it in this movie for this character. Because I'm trying to think in the book. I don't think he wore a trench coat. No, he did on some parts. On some parts. The book goes back and, back and forth through poetry to lovely, like love scenes, beautiful, how loved they were, and then to the story. And the crazy thing is, is a top dollar, I think looks more like, in the book, looks more like Tintin, who just th- got killed, the knives guy. They look more like in the book than this top dollar in the movie. Oh, look at all that cocaine. Damn. Big old mountain. But, yeah, that's the, the one thing in, in the in the book. Ooh, they're telling him Gideon's punch out burned down. And he's like, no one declared this with me. And there's T-Bird. T-Bird's the leader of the the little the henchmen. Great acting. Great acting. But I, this guy came on. Uh, the guy who plays T-Bird, he came on, if I remember correct, the Warriors. David Patrick Kelly. I believe that's like his big claim, claim to fame. And I believe he didn't want to do this movie at first. 
I for, I'm not 100% sure who they what part they offered to him, but he then took it when he read it and thought about it more uh, deeply, I guess. But the I like I love this movie, but also there's another revenge movie that happened in the 80s, way way before The Crow, titled The Wraith, which I will be doing a commentary on depending on how this one goes. If y'all could listen to me yap uh, but hopefully I'll have someone else here watching it with me. But the Wraith is the same thing. The 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 guy gets killed though and they take advantage of his girl, but he comes back, but and even the flashbacks are shot the same color. And uh there's a villain in, named Skank in both films. And and I saw that, I was like, Oh, I think uh I need to see if the crow is written before, uh, um, <laughs> before. Well, it didn't really matter. It was just the the film. The film. I'm pretty sure the director Porias, Alex Porias, got ideas from that movie. He probably watched a couple revenge movies. And I, oh, it can't rain all the time. Because Eric Draven just saved the little girl Sarah. Sarah, who Shelley Webster, Eric Draven's. Uh, fiance that got killed she used to babysit Sarah and then Eric Jamie just ran into Sarah and he tells her it can't rain all the time why? we'll find out later and then more background on Officer Albright but yeah The Wraith is a really cool movie too it's another um, revenge movie coming back from the dead and then we gotta learn more about Officer Albright which which is cool but He's uh trying to solve this case of who the guy in the makeup is going around blowing up pawn shops. Or oh, Hangman's Hangman's joke, that's the name of the band that uh Eric Jagan was a part of. I've seen this movie many times, but I just haven't watched it uh recently. But I remember when this uh came out uh Halloween, everybody was all about being the crow for Halloween, kind of like how Satan was in South Park. Because this came out May 13th, 1994, and you know, I had to get to watch it till VHS, and that's a video cassette that you put in, and you have to play, and then you got to rewind it. There, there was no DVDs back then. And I remember people dressing up as the crow uh, when I was in middle school. I was like, oh, that's freaking cool. And then... uh at the time, too, they also had, you could order merchandise of The Crow, but you had to somehow get your hands on this little catalog and, you know, check what you wanted, mail it in. I think you could also call the 1-800 number. It's crazy. Oh, we got Darla and Fun Boy shooting up right now, sticking needles in the arms. That's not good, kids. If there's kids listening, don't do not do that. Unless it's insulin. And there's Eric Draven all posing like a badass superhero. Even though he's not. Uh-oh, they're about to get busy. Oh, wait, a big-ass fucking crow flies into your bedroom? What? God damn, can you imagine that? That's what she says there. There's a big-ass fucking bird. That's, yeah, you have the window open. I'm pretty sure you could shoot it with the gun. But yeah, but fun boy, uh, Michael Ma- Massey, he's, he's the one that pulled the trigger and 
of the prop gun that wasn't checked and that, you know, killed Brandon Lee and it haunts him to this day. I saw one interview about it and read a few. Oh, Eric Draven enters their apartment. He's cock blocking. He's got, why does he have his guitar? Oh, because he has nowhere to put his guitar. And this this actually uh, happens in the in the book as well. Similar. This is a cool scene though. Good old Brandon Lee, man. He did a hell of a job, hell of a job acting. Because I remember, I remember they wanted. Uh, they didn't, I believe, want Brandon Lee at the get go. Oh, Eric Draven places his hand on the barrel of a gun. You don't do that. This is kind of crazy because what happens here? You know what happens. You put your hand in a barrel of a gun and some dude that's not afraid to pull the trigger. Kapow. There you go. He's acting like he's hurt. You can just see it in his face. Great acting. And then what happens? It closes. And now you're in trouble, fun boy. Now you're, see, the CG's, you know, it's, it's it's rough now, but back then it was good enough. And he tells like a little Jesus Christ uh, story. Uh, Eric Draven. Oh, there it goes. Hills again. And I, is it right here? There's a part where he's, you can see like black, like almost like electrical tape. Oh, fun boy shoots himself on accident because Eric Draven smacked him in the hand. And he says, like, one of my favorite lines. Look what you've done to my sheets. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, he passes out because he got shot. Dumbass. That's funny. Oh, what's he doing? Well, he's still alive. He's got shot in the leg, boy. Supposed to be a badass. Oh, Darla ran to the restroom and Eric Draven kicks the door open. Guy looks badass. That makeup looks badass. She's just freaking out right now. What the hell's going on? Why didn't she run for help? You're just lying there in the corner watching your freaking fun boy get sh oh, get wounded. And you're not oh, wait. Oh, she's getting a razor. He doesn't have facial hair, honey. You're not going to shave the crow. Oh, he throws him in the tub. Let's him cool off. Let him wake up so he can feel his pain, huh? It's a badass trench coat. But I was thinking about the electrical tape. Electrical tape was supposed to like his like organs and shit were supposed to are like falling out. So he tapes them up from uh, what I've read. Oh, he, the crow now the crow has Darla. Wait a minute. You're not there to kill her. This is this is great. Uh, great line. Well, there is a name of God on the lips and hearts of all children. And then he's squeezing her arm and like her whatever they're shooting up. I think. I think he says morphine. It comes out of her, out of the two holes that she shot up at. That's how you get rid of drugs. Oh, he's just telling her, hey, bitch, go be a good mother. Your daughter's on the street. You're lucky she's not a whoring out yet, like you. Yeah, fun boy, get out of here. Great acting, though. It's weird because I've never seen a lot of these actors. I haven't seen them in anything else like I, I have no I have no idea why some of them of course Ernie Hudson and, and I mentioned earlier the detective Torres I, I just seen him in something and of course Gideon 
But the majority of this cast, no. But of course, the Candyman. Boy, I get in there to go visit the uh, uh, top dollar, the main, main, main baddie. But it's funny because no one heard that gun, the gunshots. I hear no music in this because Fun Boy's uh, room, bedroom, apartment is part of this where the big baddies are. And there's there's no music playing to flood the gunshots. So you there's like three gunshots firing on here, and then you see Darla right now, and she's bouncing everywhere. Good lord. No wonder why Fun Boy wanted to have fun with her. Then you got the Candyman. And go check it out. Because he's like top dollars. Like bodyguard. He's the muscle. Big old dude. Oh. Oh. Oh, Eric Javen's got some syringe in his hand. What's, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Similar to what he did to Tintin. Stabs him with a bunch of syringes in his chest. In his heart. And I believe he makes a symbol of a crow. Oh yeah, he OD'd, I think. <laughs> oh, Eric Draven just Eric Draven just floats out the window, like Batman, but with no utility belts or grappling hook. Oh yeah, the the bloods and the crow. Yeah, there you go. And the detective is on the case. He's looking. What the hell is going on here? And he's just chilling at home. And then, guess who shows up? Because he wants to talk. Ah, like. Everyone's got their window open in this movie. You're in a bad town. Why do you have your window wide open? Look, and then you got Eric Draven walking in, scaring the shit out of you. But they're cool now. Like, he figured it out. Like, close your damn windows. You're in a bad city. Bad things happen. I'm just trying to figure shit out right now. It was giving us a break. But I read, too, that the makeup was really hard uh, for them to get down Brandon Lee's makeup, they liked it uh, the way it looked as the shooting went, like when it was all weathered down. Uh, I mean, w- when you look at Brandon Lee's The Crow and his Ledger's, his Ledger's Joker, Dark Knight, um, very, there's some sim- similarities, and unfortunately, they both went far, 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 far too young. Great actors. Oh, yeah, see, he's got tape over his hand, uh, Eric Draven. But that wasn't the hand he placed over the gun barrel. Maybe it was because the glass from earlier. Oh, he's got both hands taped up. So he heals, but maybe not fully. I don't know. I never really knew that. But there's tons of books. They made a bunch of books. Um, One of my favorites is... uh, the crow flesh flesh and bone I have it it's a female um everyone wanted a sequel to this film with Brandon Lee but of course that was not possible they did make one uh City of Angels uh yeah the crow City of Angels uh which is was cool but it was kind of out there it wasn't as good I mean I like the story of how um, I think his name was Ash Corvin in the Crow State of Angels. I, I I can't remember. I'm probably I'm probably wrong. But um, 
Vincent Perez starred in that. I remember I was at Universal Studios Hollywood, and I saw either him or the stunt double with the crow makeup on, and that that was that was pretty cool. But that it, it, it was kind of hard to to watch. There were some scenes in there that were like, ugh. And I, and that was what ninety six when that came out. So that was uh, rough to watch, but it doesn't hold a, a candle to this to the original. Then of course there was another one, um, the Crow Salvation, and then there was Wicked, Wicked Prayer, if I'm not mistaken. And there was also a television show. Um, nah, none of them. Nah, they are, the Salvation and Wicked Prayer are terrible. I mean, the Crow City Angels is better, but ugh, don't even wa- don't waste your time watching, watching any of the sequels. The show I didn't really watch, but it didn't look that great because, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, they were just trying to cash in, and then there's been a bunch of uh, uh, talks of remakes and reboots, and this person and this person, and this person. Uh, you can't do it. You you can't remake this this movie. But rumor is is that it would be more true to the comic if they redid it. Um, which would be, which would be cool. Uh, um, I I could see that, but just acting wise, I don't, uh, I don't know. They got, they got to get someone else. I mean, this is Brandon Lee's masterpiece. And now we're back at Top Dollars, uh, the main dude of all the crime and drugs. Okay, we're back at his place. And Gideon from the pawn shop telling him, Eric Javen said he's coming for all you. He had a big-ass bird, big old black hawk, a cock, a male crow. And uh, he's bitching about it, about what happened to his store. Just telling him, giving, saying him the message that Eric Javen sent him, and they don't believe him. So uh, the bouncer, the muscle, he's going to go, Check it out. But yeah, this is so crazy. Everything's black, black. A lot of just the background, the lighting, shadows. Then, oh, Top Dollar opens this vault with all kinds of different swords and knives in it. Why would you have that just there? Guns? You don't know? No guns? But yeah, this, I don't remember this in the book at all. Oh, this where he explains it to his half-sister. Yeah, you guys are, I don't know what you guys did to that poor girl earlier. And I don't want to imagine it. Yeah, so, as I was saying, the remakes, nah, I'm not, uh, I'm still iffy on it. I had asked James O'Barr at the convention. He's, he just said, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I have an idea that I want to do that I wrote. If you don't know, I write. I write quite a bit stories and little screenplays and stuff and I have my version that I would like to do one day. Maybe throw it on YouTube or something. We'll see. But a remake of this movie, I, I remember Luke Evans being attached to it. If you don't know who Luke Evans is, that was um Gaston in the Beauty and the Beast live action movie. He was a star of uh, Dracula Untold. Um was that the name of that movie? That's a yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. And then they also asked Jason Momoa, Mr. Aquaman, to do it. And I'm, 
And I'm like, no, you need someone's lean, tiny, and you don't need a, this big old superhero, you know, physique to do to be the crow, because anyone can be the crow in the in the crow universe. And oh, Gideon just got stabbed to the throat. The big ass sword looked like the sword from the Princess Bride. Love that movie. I'm totally gonna do a commentary on that movie. I love that movie. All right, he's gonna go check out the gravesite. Let's see if he was telling the truth. I don't know. Oh, and then we hear some guitar playing. Eric Draven playing his guitar because he was in a band. And of course, I don't know where he... Oh, there's an amp right there hanging off the... I don't know how that amp is hanging off a building and not falling. He must have set it up really, really good. It just looked like a speaker too. I didn't see nothing to plug the cable into for the guitar oh why sarah why are we oh she's sarah little sarah's figuring out um who the crow is i think it's eric from the band because he said it can't ring all the time and that was her hit single even though we're barely hearing it for the first time and i've never heard a damn song i don't know wrote it and she's using a record player vinyl Old school. Awesome. See, she got her window open too and a big ass crow right there in the next to her window. Big ass. Why do people leave their windows open? I'll never. Ah, frustrates me. Oh, then they look, it gets stuck on the, the loop of can't rain all the time with the, the, the crow Eric Draven had said to her earlier. Interesting. And now we have the crow flying around. Looking for the next baddie to get. Who does he see here? I don't. I have to try to remember. I mean, there's only two guys left. Oh, Skank and Tintin. See, Skank. The character is Skank. He's kind of retarded. I don't know if he's just all the drugs or or what. But that guy's a great actor. Oh, the little fired up uh, chair. That's that's hilarious and badass at the same time. Oh, they're learning Fun Boy. Fun Boy's not there. Oh, the guy that plays Skink is hilarious. He's such a great actor. That's a really good... Uh, Angel Angel David, great actor. Skink's going to the store to get some snacks. Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. See Halloween? They got the pumpkins. Nice. I like that. Look at the decorations up. T-Bird gets into his car. Uh-oh. What's going to happen? Because a big-ass crow just landed on your hood of your car. What are you going to do, T-Bird? Oh, I need some tea. Speaking of tea. Oh, look who's in the back seat. Eric Draven himself. The big-ass fucking revolver to your face. Which was Fun Boys. Someone looks like... Oh, now they're going for a little ride. Now this scene, they uh, uh, try to remember how they filmed it. Oh, Skang's getting mad because he sees T-Bird taking off. Oh, gets hit by the car. Real stunt, real stunt, man. Took the hit. I'm trying to remember how they how they filmed this um this scene. I want to say it was the model miniature city. With miniature cars, miniature vehicles. 
for the, the wider shots. The close-ups, I mean, that, that that's obvious. Damn, they're hauling ass. I can't, God, I can't remember. But this scene, this reminds me of a, a few Batman movies. This scene driving through the narrow streets. Oh, and then the cops are after him. But who cares? The crow doesn't care. Draven doesn't care. What are they going to do to me? Can't die. I can't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty cool. This is a pretty cool little chase scene. Very dark. Like I said, if you're watching this movie, it's a very, very dark um, film. So kind of like the Batman movies I mentioned, uh, the earlier Batman movies, the Burton and Schumacher films that are dark. You can't see shit. But this... It works for this movie a lot. It worked for the Batman ones too, but I think those were too dark. This is very well well lit. Oh, where are they going? Where are they going? They skank got a vehicle and he's trying to go follow T-Bird. Oh, T-Bird, buddy, where are you going? And the cops are almost on him. And what has happened? Wait, Skin can't see because the windshield's all busted up because he just he got hit by that damn car. And he jacked that guy's ride. And he's punching the glass. Nice little car car chase. Nothing too crazy. Because this isn't, like nowadays, it's just crazy. Car chases and everything. Oh, Skin sees him, but uh-oh. Boom. Wrecks into the police car. Purveying the police to catch up to T-Bird and Eric Draven. Well done. I don't even know how big this town's supposed to be, this fictional Detroit. Oh, now we're like at, we're at, it's a, it's at the dock now. This is cool. This has a little famous image of a, of a crow in this. Oh, excuse me. Oh, he's got T-Bird tied up to the vehicle. Inside the vehicle with a bunch of explosives. Uh, T-Rich is trying to figure out who the hell this guy is. Telling him shit. But it's cool. It's cool, man. Relax. He doesn't care. They did this with the miniature. This stunt coming up. Yeah, he they did this. And then T-Rich trying to remember. Oh, shit. You're that guy. He can't come back. What the hell? This is not good. I can't. I, I, Oh, I can't remember if this happens in the book. But T-Bird in the movie does not look like T-Bird in the book, if I'm correct. It's been a while since I read the book. I remember when the book, I first saw the book at the old Borders bookstore. And, you know, sold, I think it's sold DVDs and movies there. But I saw this graphic novel there, and I would go all the time straight to this book. And uh, one day, my dad took my sister and I, and he's like, I want you guys to get a book. I want you. Any, uh, just any book, just read, 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 and he got me the the Crow graphic novel, and I loved it. I I mean, I read it way back when, what uh, late nineties, probably like ninety seven, ninety eight. I I can't remember. But yeah, oh here we go. Oh, and he's got a remote control for the the explosives he put on there. How how? I didn't see him do that. I didn't see him get... Where did he get all the explosives at? Damn it. I'm questioning everything now. 
Then Skank sees the car blow up. T-Bird goes with his car, which may have been a T-Bird. And then you had the famous uh, scene with the the crow symbol uh, in flames, made with flames. It's pretty cool how it shrugs out. It creates it because I guess the the gas, some type of gas they put to make it. It's pretty cool. And the crow lands on Eric Javen's shoulder. <gasps> and then we have the Candyman. I'm just referring to him as Candyman because that's who he is. Grage goes to Eric Draven's uh, gravesite and sees it's open and there's no body. Holy shit. Oh, look who stepped up and became mom. Darla, Sarah's mom. Oh, she's, she's cooking breakfast now. She's like, look, I could be a mom because my, my man got murdered. I think. I don't know. I left. I didn't want to be there for that shit. Oh, look at her. She's got a little kick in her step, making her child breakfast. What a good mom. I guess some women need a kick in the ass or drugs to get squeezed out of their arm to, to step up and be a good mother. You're supposed to be a good mother, god damn it. Oh, this is cool. But yeah, the, the uh, what was it, Rochelle Davis? Uh, Sarah, the little girl in this movie, she, I don't think she did anything else after this film um not to my knowledge or the internet but this yeah this scene also has a lot of color in it looked a lot of light shining through the windows damn those eggs look good because i'm hungry i haven't eaten all day but yeah they're just showing okay if you have the crow fix their relationship yay this is old school though i mean you can just, just uh, the way the kitchen looks old school and I don't, I don't know. I don't think their place is near Fun Boy's place. Maybe they're in the good part of town. She likes her eggs over easy. Okay. It's, it, this is hilarious. I just thought of this right now because you got the main <laughs> the main cop in this movie, Ernie Hudson. You know that's uh, on the side of good, obviously, but it's close to the uh, protagonist. Is a black guy, and then I'm just thinking about Robocop, the chief of police there who knows Robocop is a black guy, and then in Die Hard, you have freaking Carl Winslow, a cop that's close with uh Bruce Willis's character. I, I can't think of the name right now, um, but it's a black guy. Like, what? What? I just, I just noticed that pattern. I'm sure there's other movies that have that pattern, but I just noticed it right now because I, I watched uh. A uh, mini documentary on uh, on Die Hard, and I just it just hit me right now, which I totally have to do a Die Hard uh, movie commentary because it's a great Christmas movie. Now you got Sergeant, I mean Officer Albright, arguing with uh, the Detective Torres. Who cares, right? Oh yeah, Sergeant Albright. I'm sorry, I knew I knew I was right the first time, but Sergeant Albright's based after two. Uh, of the officers in the in the comic book. I can't remember their names right now. It's been a while. Oh, then we have young Sarah after her. Healthy eggs for breakfast. She just had... Um, she's going... Okay, she's tearing down the boards to get into the apartment complex where Eric Draven and his fiance Shelley Webster were murdered. He just go right on in there, huh, girl? Like, I'm not afraid of this abandoned, creepy fucking haunted house 
and you're just gonna go in there like this is stupid this this building should have been you know demolished a year ago because like no one no one lives in that building surprised there's no homeless people in there and it smells like shit in there oh and then we see uh eric draven rocking on his guitar in a flashback and he's burning and now he's burning jumps back and forth to flashbacks to present burning photos of he and his woman shelly webster but why would you do that I don't want any guys coming in here and getting these pictures and jerking off to my girl. But yeah, that's why. My thoughts. My thoughts. Oh, what's this? Was that like his wedding vows? I don't remember. This is... Uh-oh, he hears, he hears someone coming. And I got a fire going. I better put it out. There's no shit she's going to know there was a fire brewing in there. But hey, who, who expects someone to go to a creepy-ass... Uh, abandoned apartment complex. No one. This is. I don't know how this girl has the balls to go and do this shit. Well, because she knows. What if he? What if he's not there? What if you show up and he's not there? Like you for nothing, really? Come on. Oh, but the cat's still there. That's a big ass cat. Like in a year, it must have ate a lot of mice or something. It can't rain all the time. Uh, now I got that little. Lyric in my head. Oh, she sees the fire. Oh, someone was here burning some shit. This place should be. This is so unsafe to be in this building. <laughs> so unsafe. And this look like she has no. There's like no school. I don't know. I guess the educational system failed in this town because. Unless it's during the summer. No, it's Halloween. No, you should be in school right now, girl. This is. Halloween day <laughs> now <laughs> unless it's a weekend it's, you know it could have been <laughs> but don't touch that that pillar looks like it's gonna fall oh I love that that continuity right there they got the broken uh, mirror that Eric Draven punched earlier love that they got that oh this is a nice little theme in the background but this little girl acted her heart out here and uh, it was cool to see her in, in person. I didn't really uh, speak to her to her too much. James Abar, the creator of the comic book, I spoke to more. Oh, she's like, screw you, Eric Draven, the crow. I'm leaving. You're an asshole. Oh, wait. Then he's like, no, I'm here. I just, I'm just going to appear out of thin air right here by this window that I got thrown out of at the beginning of the movie. See, they don't show Brandon Lee's face there, so I believe... That may have been a stunt double. Now we got Skank uh, telling the main main baddie, top dollar, this is what happened. And you can't understand the damn thing. Well, it's, it's hilarious, though. And he takes a little drink for his fallen uh, comrade. This is hilarious. <laughs> you can't understand the damn thing. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But uh, then uh, we have uh, the Candyman saying, "Yeah, the the the, the grave is empty, so it it's him, man. It's uh, it's the dead guy." And they realize that Eric Draven needs to kill Skank, and uh, Skank learns that this dude is coming after all of them. He's the last one left, so the villains are plotting to let's kill this guy. 
Just kill this motherfucker who's killing our guys and we'll use skank as bank as bait. Skank bank bait. Did I pronounce that correctly? Oh my lord. Some more tea because of my congestion and my voice. I'm trying to ramble on, guys. I'm trying to do my best. Back at the hot dog stand. Maybe I should make hot dogs today. <laughs> Sounds good. With tons of celery. What the? Are those eggs? I don't know what that is. Okay, the little girl took the cat out. That's not your... Oh, maybe he gave her the cat. Like, hey, you know what? Take the cat. It's been a year that it's been by itself roaming the streets in this creepy apartment complex. You, you should take the cat home. Yeah, she should have took the cat home immediately after <laughs> after all that shit went down. Oh, so little Sarah and uh, Sergeant Albright are like, yeah, we 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 see Eric Draymond in his makeup walking around, scaring the shit out of us and killing everybody. Yeah, that's, it's kind of interesting. Like, how come? Oh, now you hear his, he's getting down on his guitar. And the sun's going, well, you don't have to sleep, buddy. Like, what? She wouldn't kill him during the day, but it's just my my opinion. I don't know what he's waiting for. But in the books, uh, I, I believe he interacts with the little girl, Sherry, in the books. Uh, very little. Nothing like, nothing like this movie, because they had to put this relationship in the movie for some reason. Oh, now you're messing up an amp and throwing your guitar away and... What we got going on here? We got like a mosh pit going on. This soundtrack is is crazy good. I'm pretty sure this soundtrack changed a lot of people. You know, inspired a lot of people. Like, this music is this? Because I didn't know that at that age. I'm not sure what song this is. But you got a big old concert going on. That's some. That's a good uh, music to have an action sequence to. Possibly. Uh I'm not sure what band this is. God, I can't I can't remember. They were back at uh the main baddie, uh Top Dollars Lair. We just called it Lair. The Lair. And uh Eric Draymond has one more person to take off his list of I don't know, three out of the four, one more that did him and his fiance wrong. And now you got all kinds of dudes. They're all the the leaders of all the gangs in the city. Man, this is... What's up with this police department in this town? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, all these baddies are just a bunch of money, booze. All these baddies of different uh, areas of the town, I'm assuming. Uh, Devil's Night. The little... I guess the little pre-game, the little... Uh, Meeting they have. This is what's going down. We got a lot of guns. But it looks like the main baddie wants to do something different. Like, why do you do this once a year? Why are you terrorizing it once a year? I mean, and how have the police not picked up on this pattern? <laughs> like, how? how is there, I mean, there's no military in this world. I don't know. I'm just, I'm being picky now. It's like, man. I like this movie a lot, but now that I think about it, <laughs> uh, maybe not so much. Skank is just shit in his pants. He knows that the boogeyman's coming for him. This was shot in a, some type of a warehouse. I can't remember. Oh, my God. They lucked out with this spot, though. 
like it, the way it looked when they found it is the same way. They just added a few, I think, items to dress it. Oh, I, that guy looks familiar. I don't know who he is. Oh, there's Eric Javen Wayne outside. It's like, oh, they're having a meeting. All these homeboys in there with guns. I could take them all. He, he could take them all. We'll see that in a bit. Because Top Dollar is just yapping. Well, come on, man. We know you got to build it up. Blah, blah, blah. Like I said, have you seen this movie? You know, you. I, I always wanted to see more of a, The Crow. But there's a lot of talking. But it's 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 a great movie all the way around. I love this movie. I haven't met a person that dislikes it. Take it for what it is. I mean, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been kind of pointing out some of the flaws. Like, where's the police? And all this shit. But, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> good joke. Good joke. Feel like a little worm on a big fucking hook. Well, yeah, they're using us bait. Uh-oh. Big-ass fucking crow just lands on the table in the middle of the meeting. Because the damn window was open. No, Eric Draven arrives. Oh, I mean, you walk into a room and got all these lead head gangster guys from gangs across the city with p- guns pointing at you. There's got to be at least like 15 guns pointing at you, different types. And you're going to have some balls to walk in there. Like if I was a character in this movie, in this world, I'd be like, wait a minute. This guy's not afraid. Eric Draven's like, I just want skank. That's all I want. I don't, I don't give a shit about you. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to kill all of you. Oh yeah, see, he's got some tape on him. You can see there's more tape on him. Uh oh. Then he's gonna get. He's like, go ahead, kill me. See what happens. And they just unload on him. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, and then he just eats shit. Like, why can't he die? Where is he at? Should be. I mean, anyone would die from that. There's only one other guy that could sur- survive that, and that's uh, um. Alex Murphy, if you know who I'm talking about. I'm going to do a commentary on that, too, I hope. Oh, this guy just got his head blasted off. Oh, guy gets sucked under the table. What's going on? Who's playing footsie down there? Oh, it's Eric Draven. He just picks up some guns, starts wasting people. Just shoot, 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 shoot. I want to see if he switches out guns. I can't remember because how many shots are in those? Little handguns. I don't know what it is. There's gunshots going everywhere. Oh, he got hit. He went down. Man, you haven't reloaded yet, buddy, and you're still going? What's, that was the one thing about 90s movies. <laughs> they they shot forever. Oh, yeah, there he ran out. He just wants skank. He doesn't care about no... He don't, skank just threw a skank at him. He's like, get out of my way, skank. Oh, he kicks him. Uh-oh. All of a sudden, doing a little bit of martial arts. Nothing nothing fancy. Not yet. Because I think they they may have intentionally kept it out. Because, you know, Bradley, he knows some martial arts and stuff. Oh, nice knife. To the throat. Nice. Oh, he's just... I mean, come on. The guy's not going down. Why are you wasting your ammo? <laughs> like, get the hell out of Dodge. Stop it. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, nice flip. Flip gun. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. He's just like, almost like a... Rem- this scene reminds me of John Wick. The Some of the gunplay in it. Oh, now the crow got the sword. Come on. You don't mess with the guy with a sword. If you got a gun and you got a sword and this guy's not going down with your shots and he's got a sword, come on. Stop it. 
Oh, nice. Well, like I said, just oh, nice. That was a nice move. I forgot about that move. <laughs> that's that's a real stun. That guy really took that fall. That was really cool. That was a big difference. It's a lot safer now in films and stunts, which is a good thing because um, when Brandon Lee died because of a prop gone wrong and whatnot, it it, it changed uh, Hollywood on safety measures and things like that. And I mean, he was Brandon Lee, the only son of Bruce Lee. So I mean, a huge deal. But he would have been a megastar. Oh. He found Skank. And he killed everybody. All these guys are dead now. See what happens? And he just takes Skank out. Nothing um, like crazy like the other guys. And I think they did that intentionally because of time or something. I can't remember. Just throw Skank out of a building. Plop. Oh. He lands on the cop car with the same, <laughs> with the same cops. Oh, there's all the PD. Now you come after I, Eric Draven kills everyone. I like the way he waltzes the way out of here. That's funny. <laughs> and now the cops are after him. Why are you after him? He's a good guy. But that always happens. And there's Sergeant Albright like, wait a minute. That's my friend you guys are shooting at. Back to the rooftops. Oh, you got a chopper chasing you. Uh-oh. She's like, oh, I've seen like s similar... Oh, this kind of reminds me of other movies where the friend helps them, finds them when they're running. Oh, okay, that's CG, but that was cool. Yeah, so they're reusing that rooftop, as I mentioned earlier. Very, very cool. Might as well use it if you got it. Why waste the money? Okay, I guess the crow could jump pretty far because he jumped pretty damn far. Nothing like a Matrix jump, but he did have the trench coat on. He's running, he's running. Okay, it's not raining. Thank God it's not raining. Might be a little damp, but that's all good. Takes a huge fall, like... Whoa! Scares the shit out of some guy sitting there. I don't know who that guy was. That's funny. So you need the crowmobile. Oh, wait. Sergeant Albright finds him. Get in my car. Let's go. I'll save you. Pretty, pretty cool. Good old Ernie Hudson saving the day. And we're about um, an hour and 18 into the flick. And it feels like we're going to be heading into the third act soon. And the see the city's not uh, in flames right now. As the top dollar said it. Because everyone's dead. They killed all the leaders and... Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to live in that city <laughs> every every day before Halloween? Uh, the city goes up in flames. Why? 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 Well, right now we're learning. Um, top Dollar's half sister, the one that likes the eyes. His half sister, the crazy. Uh, I forget her freaking name. I couldn't pronounce it earlier, but she said the crow has power. His, he gets his power from the crow. Blah, blah, blah. Take out the crow. And there's Eric Draven walking the streets with his crow on his shoulder, which I think is pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool just to walk around with like a parrot or a crow on your shoulder. That's badass. He loses a trench coat. And you're probably asking why. 
well, I'll tell you why after this, because this is a cool scene right here. He's like, oh, wait, I killed all four of the dudes that did us wrong, and it's Halloween. The kids are trick-or-treating. Why the hell would you let your kids trick-or-treat in this neighborhood, in this town? And he's just laughing, enjoying seeing the kids having fun. He's like, oh, I did it. It's Halloween. I could go back now. That's why I got rid of the trench coat. See it? And he's done. He could rest. It's over. But he goes back to the, the cemetery and he sees Sarah sleeping there right by uh, Shelley Webster's, Eric Draven's fiance, Shelley Webster, and Eric Draven's uh, uh, stones, headstones. And he's like, the cemetery is the safest place to be. And it might be because uh, people, are, I don't know if I would take a nap out in the cemetery in nighttime. Well, he's done. He could go back now. He could rest. It's over. But there's a reason why they gave this little skater girl, Sarah, a larger part in this film. And in the comic book, there's the way the film, this film ends in the comic book, it's two different um, things in the book. He's just like, all right, I did it. Excuse me. I did it. Everyone's dead. And uh, I don't need to do anything else. I'm going to go rest, be with my fiance for eternity type of deal. Um, but it ends very, very cool in the book. I just say it like that because in this movie, it's not over. Oh, he's giving Sarah a hug goodbye. Eric Dream. Like, I got to go. I'm going to go back to sleep. See you later. Which is, you know, we, uh, as uh, viewers of this film, the audience, we, like, wait a minute. It's over? That's it? Blah, blah, blah. We always need closure. We need more. And then not only that, but there were other villains in introduced besides the four. And like, we have the Candyman right here on Halloween, the Candyman. Grabs uh, Sarah and is like, uh-oh, we're going to take you, I don't know why, into this giant church. And this is why the movie's not over yet. If it was the book, it would have been over. And they want, excuse me, the uh, the eyes of the crow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yeah, that's why they take her to lure Eric Draven in the bird, so they could uh, kill it and kill him. I don't know their own power hungry bullshit. Stop talking about the eyes. Ew, the eyes, the eyes. She went, well, if she wore glasses and had like astigmatism and she was nearsighted, would you like her eyes? Or, oh, her eyes aren't a hundred percent. Screw that. <laughs> uh oh and then Eric hears little Sarah needs help cause she's just right there in that church right next to the cemetery and he didn't so he's going over oh that's a cool scene the way he walks into the the church it's badass it's huge that's a huge it's a huge gothic looking uh, church cathedral whatever you want to call it 
And that's why this movie brought the gods back. Uh oh, the Candyman's got a big ass fucking sniper rifle. Boom. Uh oh. He shoots the crow. The bird. The raven. Uh oh. What is that supposed to do? That's not good, is it? He shot his other set of eyes. He got top dollar here. He's got a samurai sword. To kick some ass, I guess. I, I I don't know why they want to kill him. Just for the eyes? That doesn't make sense. I mean, well, he did kill a bunch of their friends, so whatever. Now, see, Eric Draven doesn't know. He's like, oh, wait a minute. My bird's injured. Is that is that good or bad? Oh, top dollar shoots Eric Draven. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. I'm not immortal anymore. That hurt. So he realized the bird does give him his power. The bird is wounded. Guess what? You could get wounded now. This reminds me a lot of um, Tim Burton's Batman. The first one, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Um, it's in this cathedral looking place. And they just show little Sarah tied up and the stairs that go all the way down. Um, very, the uh, just like the third act of Batman, very uh, going up the stairs and whatnot. What the hell was that? Someone came out with a big old hand cannon. It's Ernie Hudson, Sergeant Albright. Oh, big old shootout in the church. Well, luckily he had backup. Luckily, uh, he had all those big ass guns in his car. <laughs> That's cool. That is awesome. All again, down, shoot out, shoot out. Top dollar sister, she grabbed the crow. Oh no, the bird, the bird. Good shoot out, man. Ernie Hudson's got some uh, some firepower. Love it. Boom, nice move. Oh, he killed the candy man. You can't kill the candy man. Oh, see there, there's the steps going up. Let's go up top to the building. And now, they both uh, realize uh, that the the crow is no longer. Um, immortal because he's wounded and he tells them and but their plan's not going to work so because Sergeant Albright wanted just the crow to take all the shots and then he pops out when they run out of ammo beep beep kills them all no not invincible no more they just go up the stairs and kick some ass but I believe Oh, wait, oh, yeah, Sarah's still tied up. And there's only two of them left. It's only Top Dollar and his half-sister who's crazy about the eyes. But she would hate my eyes because I wear glasses and I have horrible vision. And here we go. The final uh, battle begins. I just want to, thanks for sticking uh, with this, hopefully this is helping uh, your work day go by, you know, what an hour and 40 minutes go by. Because I listen to the podcast while I'm at work and it helps time go by. Uh, and hopefully in the, fu in the future I could do more of these commentaries. Because I love movies, I have tons of movies. And uh, oh, it's a good shot of Brandon Lee. And I like talking about them, especially with my friends. It'll be a lot more entertaining when i got someone else here. But I like to drop a little bit of knowledge, what I know about movies. About a particular movie that I watch, because I watch... A lot of behind the scenes shit and making of. I love that stuff. And I love this movie because it's probably my favorite movie 
ever and I could watch on a rainy day. But so many movies been coming out. You know, there's days where you want to watch one of your favorites. Oh, the crow just pecked the the uh, top dollars Asian half a uh, half sister who's Asian. Her face out right in the eyes. Oh, you love eyes. You got your eyes pecked out by the crow. The actual damn crow. Be careful what you wish for. The, the irony. Oh, look, they're on top of the building. It's raining. Oh, it just started raining all of a sudden. Can't rain all the time. And it looks like it is, though. Here we go. Here's a gothic setting final battle. Uh, reminds me of Beauty and the Beast, uh, the cartoon when Gaston and the Beast are fighting on top of the building, the castle. It's, it's similar to that. Oh, no, he throws. <coughs> Excuse me. Sarah gets thrown off the building. But she's, she's hanging on to the edge. But it's raining, so I don't know what kind of grip she has. Shit. She must have some strong hands. Oh, she's still hanging on. Not to the edge. She's enough to hold on to. But come on, it's raining. Oh, Eric Draymond grabs his cross and uses it as a sword. That's, just, that's pretty cool. I... Uh, is this Brandon Lee? I think so. I don't, I don't think it was a stunt double. I'm not sure. They're fighting. They're fighting. Sword, sword. Man, that's a beautiful gothic looking church. That's really cool. You gotta save her. You gotta save Sarah. You don't need to fight him. Just slide down and save her and then fight him later. Oh, they're both sliding down. Close-up of the ring, okay. The ring that Eric David found earlier at Gideon's pawn shop. Oh, no, now, now, I don't know how she's holding on. Like, that's... Oh, no, Eric Draven just gets stabbed from behind. And he's not immortal. No longer invincible. He feels it. Oh, no. This is a... Some good dialogue by uh, Top Dollar. Really, really like it. But remember, um, I I didn't want to talk about. It. I won't. T I'll talk about it now. But uh, how Eric Draven uh, touches things and he sees all these memories and stuff that happened with him. It's uh, Sergeant Albright. He he touched him and he saw um, Shelley Webster, his fiance, going through all that pain and dying in the hospital, and it fucked him up in the head. That was earlier. If you've seen it earlier, I don't, I don't really care watching that scene. But now Eric Javen transfers that, that pain, those images to Top Dollar. And it just fucks Top Dollar up. And he's like, oh, my God, this is hurting my brain. So Top Dollar just fucking falls over. That's the thing about the, a lot of these movies is. They're all explaining to you at the end, and you're giving time for the, uh, the antagonist, the villain, is explained at the end. That's Oh, that's cool. He lands on the gargoyle. Stabbed. The antagonist, as I was saying, explain their plan, and it gives the, the protagonist, the good guy, time to make a move and kill him. Like, in the middle of his, the villain's speech, like, knock it off. Just could have killed him, but you didn't. Top dollar. Oh, well. But, you know, we we want the happy ending, so... And Sarah's helping uh, Eric down the stairs because Eric just helped her as she was hanging on for dear life off a wet edge gripping. I don't know how her what kind of grip she's got, but she's got ninja warrior grip, you know. 
And now we have uh, Sergeant Albright, Sarah, and Eric Draven just chilling at the end, at the bottom of the church. Sergeant Albright did get shot earlier, but he's okay. But he's okay. Now they're just sitting there chilling, like, okay, it's over. Not only did we save young Sarah, but we saved the town from Devil's Night. The main guy's dead. A lot of the bosses are dead. And it only took two of us. Oh, wait, I hear police sirens. They're finally showing up. Just like in every 80s and 90s action movie, the cavalry shows up at the end. That That's just a hilarious thing. I don't know if that was a joke or, or what, but it happens a lot in a lot of films. And Eric Draven vanishes. And he, of course, he didn't go that far. He just right there to his to his uh, um, headstone site to the grave oh he's tired uh, excuse me he's all this is it I'm going back home I'm done I'm tired and same thing here I'm starving the movie's about to finish Um, I hope you enjoyed my commentary I try to rant as much as I can to keep you entertained give you some knowledge and just uh to help you out however you're listening to this make the time pass and uh thank you for listening <laughs> and uh i want to do this again uh, but i need i want some other heads here so if you want to uh, join me and watch a movie and talk about it joke about it drop some knowledge about it uh, message me at the mike master show on instagram and like i said this movie it, it still holds up today and there's Eric Draven laying there and Shelly Webster's fiance's coming on white like hey babe you did it it's time to go let's go live forever um in what heaven purgatory I don't know where they where they went I don't know but she's just saying hey it's over you did good thank you we defeated evil Beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope you're entertained. And uh, um, there's so many movies I want to do commentaries to. I initially wanted to do my podcast just on commentary for films. And uh, oh, there's the crow with the wedding ring in his beak. And Sarah, I don't know if she takes a ring or what, but you better not pawn it. There's no pawn shop. But anyways, uh, yeah, I wanted to do commentaries, but like I still, we're still going to have, you know, Big D's going to still drop them by everyone, all the characters we had the first season. Um, it's just time, you know, people have lives. And I was like, you know what? I need to stay consistent, throw some up there, talk shit about movies, have fun. And maybe I'll uh, talk about a movie that'll capture your interest and that you've never heard of. And you'll want to watch it because I am, I'm going to probably throw some up all oh, for Brandon and Eliza. That's the, the movie's dedicated to them because they finished it. Beautiful, beautiful movie. But uh, yeah, we'll still have everyone come on, new people come on to talk about. It. Everyone's still scared of the COVID, but um, yeah, we'll. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I'm gonna, like I said, continue doing commentaries and the regular podcast with everyone as usual to entertain you all. And uh, thank you for spending what like an hour and. 40 minutes with me just me alone oh it's probably the worst <laughs> but thank you for listening and uh 
remember it can't rain all the time